tell me what you're doing here. Let's flip a coin. As I tell you tales, we go out on a date. <laughs> Warning, Otaku contains adult language and discussion. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. <laughs> It's over 9,000! All right, everybody. It is that time again for another episode of Otaku here on Rain Man Digital Media. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and iTunes. As well as RainmanDigitalMedia.com. I am always your host, Gregory Darkside Holmes, in the, th- in the theater of podcasting with me today. <laughs> I was like, is he about to say theater? Yeah. I was about to, but like, I just have my fucking, I'm going with it. Is David Sabal. Hello, everyone. My Filipino brethren. And Michael Lawrence. Oh, <laughs> who has obviously had a little bit too much uh, happy juice or uh, his uh, red wine Sucky. red wine and anime Sucky day. Sucky. Mike doesn't do Netflix and chill he does red wine and anime <laughs> so today I do weird. crunchy roll and chill <laughs> no it's, it's crunchy roll and roll oh I like that uh, I, oh man if I started something new with that I'm gonna be so fucking surprised <laughs> Crunchy roll and sleepovers. Oh, God damn it. What? Because I remember when I heard about sleepovers from you, you fucker. So today we're going to be, normally our review show, we do three shows. And we talk about three shows, whether we liked them, didn't like them, they were okay. Today we're doing two. Today we're doing a show and we're doing a classic film. So we're going to go ahead and jump into it because we were starting to talk about this before the show. So we just need to get into it. We're going to be talking about the new uh, Netflix series uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045. So this happens at the is the newest timeline entry to the Ghost in the Shell series. Uh, this is basically the group is hired as a mercenary unit. The former members of Japan's elite Section 9 are faced with a sudden appearance of post-human, a being with tremendous intelligence and physical abilities. So this series is put out, it was directed by Shinji Aramaki and Kenji Kamiyama. Aramaki worked on uh, the Ultraman series on Netflix with Kamiyama. He also worked on the Appleseed and Appleseed Ex Machina films. Yeah. And then Kamiyama worked on Eden of the East, and he worked on the other Ghost in the Shell series. All, all good. Yeah, all so good. so far, good team. Uh, the production companies that worked in this were Kodansha, who's worked on Attack on Titan and Ghost in the Shell, and Akira. Jeez. And then production IG, who's also worked on Attack on Titan, Studio Ghibli Spirited Away, and Neon Genesis. And then Bandai Namco Arts, who's also who's worked, who's done One Punch Man and Violet Evergarden to list a couple, since the other ones were, you know, it's 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 a good team so far. A really good. That's a that's a power team right there. So you've got you've got these great companies, and then what's even better is they have the entire original cast returning. To voice their main the mainstay characters so richard epcar as but as bateau uh he also voiced joseph joestar and jojo's bizarre adventure so we're talking about the english dub the english dub yes yeah. uh raiden from mortal kombat 11 uh mary elizabeth mcglynn who is the major uh she previously voiced uh, coach brunt from the carmen san diego netflix series and subaki amamiya in the god eater series uh we also have crispin freeman as returning as togusa yep He's voiced him before. He also was Alucard in Helsing. Yes, he was. Uh, he's also, if you play the video game Overwatch, he voices Winston, the uh, giant gorilla. 
And he also does uh, Gyome Kimijima from Demon Slayer. I apologize if I matched that last name. Uh, he's actually the bigger, uh, bigger character that comes in at the end. And then also we have William Frederick Knight, who is Armaki, uh, who voiced him previously. And he also was Van Damme in the Cowboy Bebop movie. There's a lot of big names involved in this project. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the returning cast. I mean, I, I didn't list all the returning cast. just wanted to list kind of some of the mainstays. But you have that coming in. And then, so, okay, we've got these going in. You've got Ghost in the Shell. You've got the production. I mean, you've got the directors. You've got what kind of seems. A slam dunk. Uh, yeah. It, it, it should have been a slam you would, dunk. On paper, it's. It's great. Yeah. It yeah. looks awesome. To jump into it. <laughs> now, for me, as somebody who as an artist who does practice animation, there were points in this for me where I was just like, this looks stiff. It looks, it doesn't look polished. It looks like they did it. And so, okay, the background looks cool. The character looks kind of moving. They're okay. It just didn't feel polished enough for me. No, I agree. Within the opening minutes, it was the first bump in the road. Yeah. I don't know what they were going for. It looked like PS2 video game cut sequences. And that's the thing is that they've done other animations in this style that, that are, that have They're done fantastic. a great job. I don't know what here, what happened, what right? happened and the voice acting from the original, the original cast, English voice cast only took it so far. Uh, there were kind of the way the, the environments were made. Um, to me, if you have uh, areas that are destroyed and, and dilapidated, there's going to be more shit around it. Yeah. A lot of this seemed too clean. Too clean. And honestly, there wasn't enough detail. Like it in was some missing, of them. In some of the shots, I was expecting, you know. More rubble. More, more rubble. You know, more or, you detail, know, more, more, more neon, like, like even more cyberpunk. That's yes. what the series is. Is that's a big part of the series is the whole cyberpunk element. Mm-hmm. And I get this is years and y- this is years after the standalone complex stuff and years after some of the other storylines. That technology shouldn't have disappeared. But it, it, it <laughs> disappeared or or advanced. <laughs> the way you he know? said it, but it shouldn't have disappeared. What happened to but, it? And, and come back to us. And so then when you go for that, it it falls and you're like, you know what? Okay, you know what? Anima- animation, you you deal with. Story. Let's move on to the. You know, we'll talk the story. The story's got it. The story's there. It's Ghost in the Shell. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Yeah. I even said it at, at, at before the show. I said it was it it was trying to be like Ghost in the Shell, which is weird because you have the a team that worked on you know the directors and everything worked on Ghost in the Shell. The production teams have worked on Ghost in the Shell. You have that Ghost in the Shell element, but you don't have that element as well. Yeah. It's like it was trying to be Ghost in the Shell, but also trying to be a little different. Well, that's why I was so surprised that, you know, you listed off so many veterans that were involved in this project. And what I watched doesn't really represent veterans of any kind. It it doesn't feel like Ghost in the Shell. The setting was not right. The themes weren't right. I mean... You get a story a lot of times about identity and all types of cool fucking things. And they use the idea of, you know, the cyberpunk genre to tell this story that's so full of heart. There's always a story there. It's, yeah. it, there's so it's, much subtext. Gone. It, there's nothing here. It and feels like a, a video game shooter right. in a post-apocalyptic setting. But even even when with the summary that they send an appearance of post-human. 
Now, normally with, with this, you think, okay, posthuman. So it's it's a it's an enhanced cybernetic, you know, organism that's also that's a that's right, you know, machine and man perfectly fused. Yes. And so you think, okay, but then you watch the first few episodes, and it doesn't feel it doesn't have that feel of Ghost in the Shell too. Now, none of that real mm-hmm. buildup. It has points where you're like, oh, this this is a Ghost in the Shell type thing. This is kind of how you know they they operate, but then it 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 steps away from that. And I even said this as well. That and people can people are going to shit on me about this for this opinion, but the go, the live action Ghost in the Shell movie felt more like Ghost in the Shell than this. Oh well, dude. Oh well, no. I, of course. Yeah, of course. Because it, that movie, I think we said this during a a recent show, but that movie's amazing. The people that bitched about the movie don't have any concept or idea what. Ghost in the Shell is because and they basically got swept up in the whole yeah scandal, they're whitewashing but even whitewashing. but even um Shiro even came out and said the creator Masumi Shiro came out and said well, the, the the creators had you know so many bodies that you know nobody you know, no nobody knows yeah, yeah. And, in fact, and then, didn't they say that at the beginning of this one too when the guy was checking when the douche guy the new partner was checking out the major yeah he's all damn girl and he's all wait a second this could be a gorilla whatever yeah. he is. And they even say like, we call her Queen Kong. It's like, I think I think that's the thing that's felt like I don't know if it was missing. I think that new like, character took you know it that, out. You know that Shiro element, the way that Shiro tells the story of Ghost in the Shell, yeah. all, all the things that are there that are really in depth and make you think. For the first part of the series, I didn't feel like it, the series. Well, no, was every day try to think. So it, it kind of laid everything out for you, like okay, they're yeah. gonna do this, you're gonna do that. Oh, they're you know this. Okay, these are Delta Force guys. Holy shit! And but like they don't, they make like they're like oh, these are Delta Force like you know soldiers, and it makes it sound like they're special, but they just look like regular fucking soldiers. Like they don't do anything that you know. At least they, they didn't do anything in the two episodes that made them feel like oh, these are real special soldiers. Yeah. <clears throat> so. You know, even even the new character. I mean, I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's a new character. What do you do? But there's just th- that feeling of Ghost in the Shell. It's it, it's like it's sprinkled in, but then it's like, hey, this is new. This is like the new Ghost in the Shell. Like this is Ghost in like you know, it's like new Coke. Like it's great. It's better taste. Like new formula. <laughs> and then you have like you know the the original Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell classic. Yeah, it's like this tastes way better. This tastes way better. You know, it's it's you know this is this is the this is the Ghost in the Shell that I'm used to. And with this, like, even when they, they showed it, everybody's like, oh, it's 3D, it's 3D. And it's like, look, guys, some of you might not know, like, a lot of scenes in anime now are done in 3D. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're cell shaded, but they're, a lot of it's, some of it's done in 3D. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mind the 3D aspect. Yes, I prefer the classic look, but if you have some pristine 3D, fine, so be yeah. it. But you said it at the top of the show, Greg. There's a stiffness to the animation. It's all wrong. There's no gravity to their movements. It feels robotic. It doesn't feel natural. Why are we going backwards in animation? This I was not being an asshole when I said it looked like a PS2 sequence cut sequence. Honestly, it, it's well, so there's no realism to their body movement. Well, not even even you know realism. I mean, of course, animation. There's there's liberties taken with movement and, and yeah, everything yeah. like that. And Watching this reminded me of when I watched the first like few seasons of of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. 
that oh, there's this there's this stiffness in yeah, animation. There's a stiffness in animation. That yeah. there's you know there there's movement and you're like okay they're walking, but there's like point where they're walking where it's just like it's lifeless. I'm not it's I'm lifeless. not I, I don't bring my arm up past you know 45 degree angles. Like I'm not going to bend past that. Like and that's the that's the, how know. I felt about it is like when you look at Ghost in the Shell the first now I want I, I want to give this series a lot of leeway and try to actually yeah, finish I'm, it. I'm going to finish it. I I'm going to finish it just to. See if, if maybe I'm wrong. But maybe, the anima- but the I animation. Don't think, I love you guys. You guys are so optimistic. But, but, yeah. but the thing is, the thing is, the first three episodes. I watched three episodes because it just they yeah. just rolled into each other. Three episodes hasn't hasn't has it has, hasn't made me okay. feel like this should say something, David. Greg is a cheerleader for almost all things. Oh, yeah. And he will find good in bad. That's just yes. how he is. He likes to be fair to everything. Yeah. And. The fact that Greg is saying this isn't good and there's problems, that should tell people something. Well, especially since, you know, like, it's Ghost in the Shell. There's a lot of, there should be some weight behind it. Well, yeah, and the thing was, when you, when, you st- when you start the first episode, when you watch the episode and you watch the intro, and it mimics, it fucking mimics the original animated film where they're building the major, like, where the major's body is being put together and they're going through and it's, you know, the the underlying, you know, uh, you know, bone structures being made, the, the cybernetic part is being made, and the skin's being put over, and and the way they're doing it looks fucking awesome. Like, yeah, this is fucking Ghost in the Shell. And then the show starts, and you okay, here's the major, here's them. Okay, you find out they're mercenaries. Okay, I can I can take that, I can understand that because Section Nine was disbanded. Okay, they got to do something. All right, here we go, here we go. And then the things that you have that are Ghost in the Shell are the camo, the tachikomas, which the fact that they had the tachikomas in it was fucking awesome. But then that's that's even that's then? kind of even even then that's where it kind of ends and I, you have the the deep dive meetings. Well, yes. Okay. Hold you on. have these. Let's backtrack just a second, Greg, because you you and you uh, mentioned the theme. If you don't mind, uh, you mentioned the intro, right? I mentioned the, the animation, in the intro, not so much the the theme, but okay. the, the animation intro is what, yeah. I, what I was. Yeah, I like the intro. It's 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 badass. But I kind of had an idea there was going to be a problem when. Um, when you hear that that opening theme, which is I don't know what the fuck that was. It it wasn't even a classic ghost in the shell aura. You know, there's a certain vibe to all their yeah. theme songs. It, yeah. it felt. What the fuck is this? See, now a 1990s like black sitcom on <laughs> WB. Now, now, see, here's. Well, hold on. Let, let this okay. marinate for a second. What is this? So this is something that I would say would be on, like, I could see this being part of Samurai Champloo. Yeah. Um, I could see being part of a show that, you know, like that. that I would agree. Is that. Now, as a song, do I like it? Yeah, because I like that. So I liked, I love Champloo and I love that mix of, of hip hop and kind of. But it's not Ghost uh, in but the it's show. Not, it's not but it's not, but it's no. Ghost if, in if the you show said, has a surreal vibe to it. Yeah. If you, if I was, so if I didn't, if. I hadn't watched the series and I was over at somebody's house like, hey, man, I'm going to put on the new Ghost and Shell. Like, oh, sweet. And I wasn't watching and I heard the song. I'd be like, <laughs> I, I, would, I would literally go, hey, man, what are you putting? Like, I thought you put in Ghost in the Shell. Oh, no, I am. Wait, what? Because then yeah. I would see the animation. I'm like, man, this, this doesn't kind of fit. Like, because it's supposed to be like that post-apocalyptic, like futuristic, right. like dystopian type thing. So, like, even, I mean, you, it could have been like, you know, a little bit upbeat, like, you know, techno dystopian type shit. I don't care. Yeah. But. And, I'm not, and, and this is nothing against the, the song, but 
It's not a Ghost in the Shell face. It's not a Ghost in the Shell face. This would fit something. It's something else. Especially when it's carrying the title of the standalone complex because that soundtrack of the standalone complex was amazing. Oh, yes. The soundtrack for most, in fact, everything that comes to mind right now in terms of Ghost in the Shell, the themes, uh, the intro, I should say, the intro theme, and then, of course, the soundtrack, always top-notch. But even the soundtrack sounded like elevator jazz. It was elevator it just, jazz. It just said in the middle of an epic fight scene, you have fucking elevator jazz. And I just don't think I with this, I don't what, what I, don't, I, don't, do, know, I don't know where I don't know where me. I don't know where they're like, hey, we're making a Ghost of Shell series. Okay, here's the theme that we're gonna use. And also, oh, this is what we're gonna use. Okay. And people like, yeah, let's, let's go with that. <laughs> no, but but it's but like but and the thing is that you have people that have worked on Ghost in the Shell. That have worked, that are that are on oh. this. That's why it's and so that, strange. That's and why it's like, it's, and, it's, and it's kind of it, I, to me. And I kind of want to ask, like, you know, Kamiyama-sama, like, I want to ask him, like, you've worked on Ghost in the Show. You know what this is. Where in the, where in the process <laughs> was this song going? Yeah, this is how this is this represents the show. Yeah. This sets the tone for the show. That's what I want to know. Because coming from watching the original, I watched the original as a kid. Yes. I got that on VHS, and my parents didn't know what that was. And I think it even said, like, parental guidance. Yeah. And they're just like, it's a cartoon, whatever. And I remember that was one of the first times. Actually, that was besides Akira. Yeah, so it was the second time that I watched an anime that had, like, tits in it. Even if they were covered up by her camo and, like, it was, like, a bodysuit. The second time I seen tits. Because I saw Akira. Then I saw that. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, oh shit. Like, and my, you know, my parents like, oh, is it good? I'm like, it was awesome. And they're like, what, <laughs> like, what was it about? And I would explain it. And they're like, oh, what was the parental guidance for? I go, violence, violence, violence. <laughs> it was violent. There's a little bit of blood. There weren't any titties. No, no titties. <laughs> I, probably, I probably said boobs as a kid. I'm like, there's no boobs. I didn't see any boobs. There's no boobies. There's no boobs, mom. No boobies on mom and dad. <laughs> but, and so, and then from there, you had the standalone complex. You had, the other films, like even Ghost in Shell 2.0, where they throw in some 3D stuff in it, which I was like, why? If you're not gonna, if you're gonna mix like the original animation with some like 3D elements, like why don't you just fucking make it all 3D then? Like why? Yeah. And then even when the even when the 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 live action came out, I saw it and I was like, it looks like Ghost in the Shell. And it feels I mean, okay, like it. okay, I'll give it a shot. And I remember going in. I remember going into going. You know what? If Bato doesn't get his fucking eyes, I'm done. I'll walk the fuck <laughs> out. If they're gonna give him like. Oh, you have like here are your new eyes, and they're just cybernetic. I'm like, fuck that. They have to be the, the weird fucking bottle cap bottle cap things on his fucking eyes. And they did that. They stuck with it. Because that's the one thing where when you make a live action adaptation of an anime, especially outside and, and, and if it's outside of Japan, that's another that's def, another you know, everybody's like, oh, it's a red flag, it's being made by an American company. Oh fuck. And you have and then you, cause then everybody's always worried because then you had, you know, M. Night Shyamalan's last airbender where he like took the, the source material and he's <laughs> like, ah, and he's like, he's like, oh, this is source film. Ah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to use it. I, I get the, I get the point. I get the point. I'm going to take my, I'm going to, you know what? You know what? Hey, look, you know, I, I made a lot of movies that made, made people thinking that were really, uh, you know, thought provoking. So I'll take some and, of this. Uh, so I'm going to take a little bit of this, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, I'm going to jerk off into it. And uh, you know, we have the Avatar last airbender movie. This is great. I don't know how he became uh, a dirty Italian from Jersey, uh, which I'm not, I don't hate people from Jersey. Just going to say that now. Um, <laughs> I know it's going to anger a lot of people, uh, especially in this climate. So that was just a joke. Everybody, 
not a representation of opinion, just a joke of a character. Please don't get upset. But but it came out and, and Ghost in the Shell took that material and said, okay, this is what Ghost in the Shell is. It's it's like a Blade Runner-esque cyberpunk film or yeah. you know series it's a it's a, it has a dark and, tone with bright light and everybody can sit there and say you know oh you know that wasn't the major that was this but again you don't know what the major's original body looked like mm-hmm. it's always kind of had that same that, haircut always that's been the kind of the point you know of ghost in the because shell right she, and if you read in the comic she's jumped from like she's had different bodies in the comic there's a point where she has a body of a little girl damn bunch of perverts <laughs> but and that's my thing is that the the live action film that everybody was like, oh, they're going to whitewash it. Oh, they're going to whitewash it. Oh, my God. Fuck this. Fuck that. Oh, Scarlet Joe's not the major. That was more Ghost in the Shell than this. And like, yeah. and like Mike said, I try to find the good in everything. I try. I literally, I watch this. And I'm just like, there's got to be something redeeming about this. I'm like, they have the Tachikomas. Like that. Yeah, that's not enough, though. <laughs> that's, it, it's it not. Is. Because like the, the Tachikomas are, are like the fact that they have those in there are great. But it's not really enough to. To make it a Ghost in the Shell series. Well, even throwing the Tachikomas in, it almost like it was still even they were missing something. Like, while yes, their interactions were were what you would expect from Tachikomas, it was missing something. There was they're something, playful little kids that like violence. Yeah, there there was something missing from every single character. A soul. Yeah, a it's, soul. A, it's a soul, David. Because Especially like it's almost like whoever, and which is which is not the truth, which is not the. The truth because the people involved should know Ghost in the Shell, but it's almost as if their minds were erased and they didn't understand what Ghost in the, Ghost Shell, the Shell was. Was because you have a, like a checklist of what you should put in there, minus the elevator jazz. Yes, you have the chief. You have section. You had the mentioning of Section Nine. You have all the the things that you would expect in Ghost in the Shell. Minus the soul that makes minus it the soul and, and the elements that actually make it relevant. A lot of times they're just things being mentioned and you're just like, oh, OK, you cool. Is it because see, it's going to matter later or is it simply because this feels like you're trying to make a fan film opposed to a real. Well, see, exactly. here's, and here's and here's the issue. This is the big issue. I didn't include this because I, I was going to flip my ship. But since we've gone down this road, um. The writing credits for the 12 episodes, two of the writing credits go to the one director, Kamiyama. Yeah. So Kamiyama, who's worked on Ghost of Shell, helped write this. I don't understand. Masamune Shiro helped write this. And then you have Kyle McCarley, and then you have Kyle McCarley, who worked on the adaptation, the ADR adaptations of um, not only this, but Demon Slayer. Uh, which I thought, that I, which I watched both the dub and, and the subtitled. And the dub did did a pretty good job. And so that's where I'm just like, okay. And then you have Amanda Celine Miller, who uh, the series they've worked on as a writer have been the, uh, they, they, this, they worked on Cannon Busters, mm-hmm. which is another, which is a favorite Great. of mine. Yeah, you know, awesome. Yes. And then, you know, they have, uh, you have, she did last man and then last hope. And it um, just seems like, but it just seems we, but even when you have two people that have worked on this, that have, that, that, and especially the creator, where where in where in there was like the it seems like they were trying to I don't want to say distance the series from the other ones, but where in there were they like okay this sounds great this still feels like Ghost in the Shell yeah yeah 
and it just seems like by distant by like what you say distant distancing distancing him? distancing themselves from the past ghost of the shells all they did was basically make it seem like they just half-assed everything it, greg if you didn't mention that the team involved in this was who they are like i would think this is a whole new team yeah yeah because it doesn't feel Anything like Ghost in the Shell. Now, now for the last two writing credits, one worked on five episodes, one worked on six. Mm. And then Shiro and Kamiyama worked on all 12. But my thing is, where, where, in, where in their writing, when they did the original, when they did the, the Japanese, like the, when, they, when Kamiyama and Shiro wrote this, that have worked on it. I mean, Shiro's the creator. He's done this. Yeah, he should know where. Well, he I, wants I don't to want to. So I, so I don't want to say that he should know how to write his stories because he's writing how he wants to write it. Yeah, but it just seems like such a, a distance from what has come out before. This, this is where basically I feel that no matter how good the writing can be, because you distanced yourself and you made it so jarring visually which anime uh, honestly japanese anime visuals are important oh yeah absolutely they're absolutely important so you distance yourself greatly visually you distance yourself storytelling wise because it's you're coming off of a series that you had such deep character driven moments and suddenly we get oh they're all mercenary group okay atypical fighting and it's just very shallow it's it really feels like they just wanted to they got the money from Netflix and said Netflix said give us an anime show yeah this felt, like, this felt like a money grab yeah money it didn't grab. feel like there was an actual so, heart involved in this to wrap up this review for this show no for me I give this I give this a forty five and I feel like even Je- I'm being Jesus, generous for that. everyone mark this down on the calendar. Greg just marked his first bad Jesus. Anime. I've never, ever seen Greg mark anything this long. He just looks so defeated. <laughs> and that's the sad part. It's kind of like this is one of those animes that has so much hype behind it. And from we, just the name and then just, just from the name. And even and for, and even for me, I mean, like I have a, I have a wall scroll from the original Ghost in the Shell film. Oh yeah. My wife won't let me put up because it's the major. That's naked. the best one. Yeah. Or not naked, but in a very, yeah, outfit, I have so. the same one, Greg. It's in the shed. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to get rid of it. When my son my was born. Da- so David, yes. you're reading. Uh, I'm actually, I was very disappointed in the first three episodes because I did like what you did and watched three episodes. Well, Cause they just sit, they just siege into each other. Yeah. So short. And I was so disappointed by episode three. It literally makes me want to stop. So I'm giving this an honestly a 30. It's a, 30 a 45 and a 30 because it's so not ghost in the shell, but they're saying that it is. Yeah. <laughs> And Mike, your yeah. your rating. Okay, um, I'm gonna give it a 37 percent on the RMD score. I wanted to like this, and maybe some of it had to do with my expectations. At least that's what I had thought before we did our review, and I found out that you feel the same way, Greg. 
I had thought maybe my expectations was too high because I'm a big Ghost in the Shell fan. It is on my top five and not just the main, the first feature film that came out on what, 1995. I, I love everything. Ghost in the Shell Innocence. I love the third movie after that. I was it 2.0. I think it was called. I love the one that was on that was on Animatrix. I believe it was called Anim. Anna something. It, it came out years later. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of it. I love it. It's it's amazing. It's smart. It's cerebral. Everything that I love about anime stemmed from this and it just wasn't there. And Ninja Scroll. Those are the two animes that really just molded me into what I would become in the way of an anime fan. Yeah. And I wanted to like it. I even gave it the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, moving into the second episode, I was like, you know what? This just there's something wrong with this. This isn't right. Yeah. So. Again, like Mike said, mark this on the calendar that this day, (laughs) May 29th, 2020 in history. In history. Did you tell your wife that you dislike it? Because your wife thinks you like everything, too. So, yeah, no, I told her. And she's like, wow. She's like, what? Yeah. So is the first time that I have rated <laughs> something this low. And, Welcome to the dark side. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and so moving on, uh, I feel like this next review is not going to be long because we, I, we've already all kind of gushed over this, is the 1985 Vampire Hunter D. Uh, this is a classic. Uh, basically, a young girl requests the help of a vampire hunter to kill the vampire <laughs> who has bitten her and thus prevented her from becoming a vampire herself. or th- And thus prevent her from becoming a vampire herself. So again, I just did the the English stuff because that's what I saw uh, when I first saw it. So yeah, we have a uh, Michael McConaughey McConaughey who does the voice of D and his left hand. Yes, he also did uh, Tatsuma Suguro from Blue Exorcist, the Kyoto Saga, and I didn't know this. He also did Deathwing from World of Warcraft Cataclysm. Uh, <laughs> and then this was this was actually pretty cool. I didn't know this. Uh, Barbara Goodson, who voiced Doris, was also Reed Repulsa. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, and she then was. The voice of Count Magnus Lee, the our villainous vampire, was done by Jeff Winkless, who did the voice of Muska in Castles in the Sky, uh, that one of the one of the various dubs of the of the film. Mm-hmm. And as we have, we've discussed in a previous show, uh, Yoshitaka Amano uh, did the character designs. And if my mouse will cooperate, <laughs> and then. It is directed by Tuyo Ashida, who worked on Fist of the North Star and Space Battleship Yamato 3. Yes. Uh, Ashi Production Company, who's worked, who worked on the original Ghost in the Shell animated film. <laughs> uh, Samurai Champloo and Gurren Lagann, to name a few. So this is one of those where if people want to get into a, a you know, they were like, oh, what's a, what's a classic anime? What's, a, a, you know, one of those old animes that just still stands the test of time? It's this. It's this. Yes. Um, from the animation to the story, it's it's still it, to me holds up. I can still watch this and still be entertained. Okay, that was the question I had for you, Greg. Do you feel like it still holds up? Because I went to a few Reddit posts when I was watching this because I was curious to see what other people thought, and there was a few naysayers saying, uh, "Skip it. Watch uh, the 2000 Bloodlust one. They're not really connected." Don't watch the 1985. And I was like, Blasphemer. Honestly, yeah, I have to agree with you. Blasphemer. Because, yes, it's definitely dated, but I feel like the story holds up. And in my opinion, Greg, I feel like 
it's some of the best gothic sci-fi ever. Yeah, it's for me, it's one of those ones when I first got into anime. And what's and so this was this was actually made a year after I was born. So I was only one when this film actually originally came out. And you watched it in a the theater, right? Yeah, I went there. Yeah. I, I flew mm-hmm. to Japan by myself as a one year old. <laughs> yep. Um I spoke fluent Japan as a one year old. I can't anymore, so I don't know what the fuck happened there. Um you know, I even hung out with a, a mono for a little bit. Yeah, um, I thought so. You know, we threw back some sake, um, apparently. Sake. So, but it's one of those ones when I, like I said, when I got into anime, I was going around and, of course, Blockbuster, you know, like, they just put anything on the fucking shelf for anime. They didn't really know what they were doing. And I grabbed it. And like, this looks fucking cool. Like, Vampire Hunter D. Like, yeah. Did you grab it like the, like the sheriff grabbed that weapon and revealed the woman's tit? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> I forgot about that. So when that happened, it's like, oh, I remember I got all aroused as a youngling. When I, was, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I suddenly was thrown back to my pubescent days. I was like, oh, I remember it, it stirred all types of weird shit in me when that scene happened. <laughs> that scene happened. <laughs> it was awesome. No, see, the funny part about Vampire Hunter D, that for me, this was one of the first ones I had my movie parties with my friends. Oh, my God. God. Damn it. Dude, here we go. I love this movie. I've seen this movie so many times and I was actually worried that there i haven't watched it in years yeah same and i was like going okay we're watching it again does it hold up and no no member berries or anything the story is still really solid it is fucking I mean, great i, agree, I remember I, I agree bloodlust is really good Bloodlust, Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust is good. Oh no, it's a good film. But it's a good film. I would, it is. I, I would never tell anybody they they go, hey, which which Vampire Hunter D. Should I watch? Watch both, both of them. them. Watch yeah. both. But why? Why not? Yeah. Well, I heard that the first one doesn't really hold up. Well, I heard that also the people that said that are fucking pieces of shit. So what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> They're also probably the people that sit there and say that nobody can ever beat Goku, but you know, fucking whatever. I mean, Saitama can. So there you go. <laughs> I'll probably enrage fucking probably half of our listeners with that one. So there we go. But. It's it, like it's a classic. It's a classic. It's one of those ones where, to us as in America as anime fans and and you know American otaku, it's one of those ones that like a lot of us growing up like we started with, and it's one of those ones where we can show people that aren't really into anime, and they can be like, oh, this is cool. But if you go right to Bloodlust, then they're like, what about him? What about that? And right. Like, yeah. Right. You but know, when like, you watch this, it's such a really nicely told condensed story yeah that you can watch it by itself and basically just pull anything out of it just by watching it yeah there's some dated social things in there you know like the the woman constantly crying and whoa help me <laughs> yeah say the, the princess but, the save the, the the princess character right but overall i feel like it definitely holds up in fact i would not be embarrassed if i was on a date and i was like hey let's watch some anime she's like, what's that I'm like well let me show you let me grab your tit <laughs> it's foreplay so you know some people it's watch for- porno i'm gonna you watch see what the sheriff did now it's my turn yeah <laughs> put this necklace around your You're titty just- and i'm gonna rip it off <laughs> You see how that you see how Count Magnus Lee bit that girl like he was about to take her life for his own and then have sex with her. Yeah, we about to do that, baby. Okay. <laughs> about to do that, baby. That part is disturbing yeah. when the guys all like, "I used to see you as a daughter, and I was a father figure. Dude, now but, I see you as a beautiful woman. Come here." But dude, that made that 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 guy a really cool villain because he's so freaking creepy. Yeah, but then he falls. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
was awesome. I rewound it. I'm like, that's fucking great. I cannot believe from this movie we didn't get numerous sequels. How? Oh, especially like since they sequel bait right in the yeah. End. How did how did we not get more sequels? It took what fifteen years to get a sequel. Well, you got to remember that Vampire Hunter D is based on books. I, but there are like a hundred volumes, David. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's kind of like there's a lot of anime they could have done, but I always wonder. I think, if it, com- I think it comes down to production companies wanting production to do companies it. Production companies wanting like, to do it. And see, the thing is like when, when and this is where is like an anime fan, you kind of have to take the, you take, you know, take what you, I don't want to say take what you can get because that sounds really shitty. Right. But it's kind of one of the things like back in the day, like if it didn't do well in Japan or if there wasn't enough interest later on in Japan for it. They don't do it because, and, and this is something that, you know, where I've, I've talked with, you know, fan, like, you know, other fans and they're like, wow, man, I really hope they do this series. I really hope they do that series. And, you know, it's really shitty that they're not making this, you know, a sequel to this series or another season. And it's just kind of like, well, I mean, they're making the anime for the, the fans in Japan. I mean, fuck us here, really. <laughs> Pretty I mean, much. That's, I mean, that's how, I mean, that's what it was back. That's, in, what, it that's was what it really back was back in the day. Now it's kind of more. You know, they, they want to bring it over. They want, because like, it's being simulcasted. So the reason why uh, Demon Slayer, um, I, I don't want to say the Japanese name because I'm totally fuck it up. Uh, Yoketsu, no Kai, Yoketsu no Kaiba. I probably fucked it up, but I'm sorry. I'm such a horrible fucking fan, but I love that show. But, that's, but that was the reason that, you know, the creator's like, hey, if you guys want a second season, please watch this. Like, it's not going to happen unless the fans want it. Yeah. Like, and he was dead honest because he didn't think it was going to do well. And then the, and the, the street, people fucking streamed it. People fucking bought it. People kept buying the manga. Like, anime fans like, oh, fuck, we want this. Let's make this happen. It was like for the first time, I think like anime fans are like, well, fuck, I'm not going to pirate this. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to pay to see it. I'm going to, I'm going to buy oh, the yeah. box. Mm-hmm. And the second, and, you know, we're getting the second story arc as a feature film. And then we're getting a second season. So it goes to show that, yes, now maybe Japan's kind of paying attention to what Amer- what American fans are watching to kind of say, hey, should we, should we continue this? Like, is this worth putting more money into? Um, because now a lot of shows are being simulcasted. So yeah. that's how they kind of get a better idea of like, hey, let's, should we continue this? And honestly, that's one of the charms of classic animes like this is a lot of times when you watch like some of these really much older animes. These like well-aged, fine yeah, wine animes. Usually they like sequel bait like crazy. Like you think that there's oh, more yeah. adventures for them in the, in the, in the in Vampire D is not the only one to ever do this. Yeah. I mean... For one thing, I mean, one that we just covered recently, Record of Lotus War, that sequel baited. The original oh, yeah. sequel baited. Well, then they had the OVA the series. Yeah. But then, like, th- there's that, that show itself, they could have done so much more with it. They could have made new stories out of manga to go with it. But that's my thing is that there's a lot of classic enemies that I would love to see either redone or redone another. Again. You know, I would love them to see, I would love to see them redo Flame of Rekka because oh, I think Flame that show would look amazing good. now. But again, back in, back in that day, it was. You know, it was kind of like, oh, there's, you know, if there's no real interest in from fans in Japan. Like companies aren't going to make it. But then now you have, you know, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Bizarre had a, had a OVA yeah. series that came out. And you're like, well, shit, that's just one part of an arc. Like, that's just that was a chunk. <laughs> and then now that you have the entire, you know, fucking mangas out in it as a as an anime series. And mm-hmm. I mean, I need to fucking catch up because I'm so fucking behind. But there's so much there. And now, because, like I said, a lot of things are being simulcasted, you're seeing a lot of stuff get sequels that you normally wouldn't think would get a sequel. Or you're seeing shows that are getting a second season because fans are watching it. Fans are paying to watch it. 
our fan, our, our, you know, majority fans still probably pirating anime. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's never going to stop. Landscape that you're because in. if a show is not being brought over on a streaming service in any way and fans hear about it and they want to watch it, they're going to download a fan made sub, a sub version of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now a lot of fans are putting up older anime for people to watch or just to download. And so now you're kind of, you know, seeing this thing where they're kind of going back and bringing up older ones or they're making new versions. So yes. I think now you're going to see, so if they did, if they did a vampire hunter D now, Oh, it'd be you would see, it would be, it'd be amazing, but you'd also see probably more sequels to it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, can you imagine if they did a vampire hunters D series on Netflix, that's similar to Castlevania. Oh, yeah, it'd be fucking awesome. Oh, dude, it'd be amazing. <laughs> it'd be Mike amazing. just fucking had an orgasm right over there. <laughs> that would be fantastic. In fact, did you guys realize, I'm curious to find out, how did you guys view this? How did oh. you watch it? Just be honest, however you watched it. Oh, I had a copy that I, I copied off of a DVD that I had. So it wasn't pristine. Oh, no. Okay, what about you, Dave? Uh, I broke out actually one of my original VHS version of it. Okay, I have a VHS version, but I don't have a VHS player any longer, so I had to find a version of it on the internet. It wasn't great. It still was fine. It was watchable. But they did recently release a Blu-ray remastered version of the original 1985. I just ordered it while you guys were talking. That's why I was silent. (laughs) And you didn't get a copy for each of us, you piece of shit. (laughs) But Um, Some friend you are. You're off my Christmas list. <laughs> so stupid. Did you guys realize that this was heavily influenced by the Hammer films from yeah. the Hammer film productions back in the day? Yeah, the, I remember back in the day finding out about that. And then that's when, as funny as it sounds, Vampire Hunter D made me start watching Hammer films. And I never realized this either until I was reading up on this to prepare for the show but apparently this was also one of the very first animes that targeted a male teenage adult demographic (laughs) i'm not surprised yeah there's no i really i didn't realize this is one of the first though so that's an interesting tidbit too, because maybe that's this, why maybe that's why I wanted to watch it when I was a kid. Like, like this was fucking awesome. <laughs> like all of us were like, like, yes, this is great. Titties and shower scenes. Woo! <laughs> Someone got his head crushed. You know, we Fantastic. don't. We just don't grow up because the moment you saw the legs in the shower, like when I was watching it, I was like, oh shit, it's about to happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what? Am, I'm 40 years old here. What's happening? I, these are the same remarks I, I made still, when I saw it when I was 16. Well, even even when I still watch anime now, if I'm watching it by myself, like if I'm downstairs watching it and my wife's upstairs doing something and she comes down like, or if, she, you know, if she's around at all and I'm like, oh, I know there's a nudie scene in this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I don't want her to catch me. Like, I feel like, I feel like, I don't want like she's watching me watching porn, fucking jerking off, yeah, right? But like, she's seen like my fucking hentai books, and and it just it just feels embarrassing when someone walks in at the wrong time. Yeah, That's all you're just like, yeah, yeah, when you're so engrossed and yeah, you have well, your pants and down. it's even it's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Too much? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. God damn it, David. I'm sorry, I was just fuck. Thinking. I, f- I felt that was implied when I said like jerking off. Um, yeah, Greg had his hand around his cock and he was just whacking it right with his wife. I had, it, I had it. I had it out in that little hole that's in your boxers. Uh, I don't. I don't fully. I don't fully take off my underwear. And I um, had my legs up. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> what, what am I doing? Fucking Kama Sutra while I'm doing this? To yourself. Like, like I'm doing like, David must really masturbate for real. Like, he must really get into it. Gets the candles, get the massage oils, the tea tree oils. You gotta treat yourself right. You know, make sure everything's that's, nice. David, that, that's, that's what I do that in the shower. Like it stays warm. Like what? But that means that it, it, you know you don't. You know, get to let's, relax. Okay, let's get. Let's fucking get off of this. I, I can't. This is just. Fuck! Oh my god! That just gave I me just, the worst image of David. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you realize we now know what, oh, what he does when he jumps it. Oh, this is what I'm. Barb catches him with his legs up while he's jerking it. <laughs> so, anyways, moving on. Moving on. Oh my god! Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> Oh, I, I think I. Oh, I quit life. It's okay. Cap, Mike's dog has come to come comfort me for a second. Going like, it's okay, Greg. It's okay. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! I just, God damn it, David. Sometimes, man. Sometimes. No, I just don't. I don't know. Fuck you. Just no. You just have urges. No. God damn it. I love when he tries to normalize things that aren't supposed. It just everyone season. has urges. Everyone has urges. David, we could have left this at what I had said, being caught with that. It's almost like being caught, you know, jerking off, looking at porn. And then you're like, hey, yeah, man. It's like, you know, when you do like, you know, like downward dog and you have your dick in your hand and you're one handing the pose and then you bring your leg up to do, you know, fucking tree build. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, you fall and then a Lego goes up your ass and then I came. So, um <laughs> It just hit my prostate. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it gets worse. I'm going to turn this mic off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just, God damn it, David. I found the unique way to prone bone myself. <laughs> God. But it's, I can't even get back. I'm, try, I'm trying to get back on track here, and I just can't. I just keep thinking of yoga and David masturbating why now. You, why are you thinking about Because you kept talking about it. David, is that a real question? Why no, do you? That's go, true. Why do you I question thinking why, about it? Because you keep bringing it up. I make a joke to be like, "This is the last joke," and then you go, you add on to it. And you no fuck. God. <sighs> now I know why your mom asked me to stab you all those times. Oh. <sighs> she caught him masturbating with his leg up above his head. <laughs> all right. God damn it. Anyways. This is a classic. <laughs> this is, I'm just bringing this back. We're ending this right now. So anyways, we're going to give this classic a rating. Vampire Hunter D 1985. I have to give this a thumbs up. I, this is just. What's the percent though? A hundred percent. Okay. For me, it's just too. I mean, people can sit there and say that, you know, like, oh, there's this, you know, this flaw and this, that, but like for its time. Oh, it's, it was amazing. It's amazing. And it, it's whether you sit there and you want to pick it apart for, how it's not, you know, socially or politically correct now, but it, you can't go back and change that shit. Oh, yeah. it's the times. It's you just you watch it for the story and understand that. And this is it's it's a it, you could say, you know, in the period of that time that it's set in, just like any period film, you can't change how people act or did things exactly. because then it's audience, not true for the audience that was made. for. It's not true to that time period that the film or animation is set in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. David, your rating and please make this fucking quick. <laughs> Really quick, it is a hundred. The only thing I would say is like I really do wish that people would stop trying to compare the first one to Bloodlust. Yeah, because like they're both equally they're good. They're both equally. They're both great. great, but they're two. They're two different films. They're two different films. And when people say, "Oh, you can skip this one and jump to Bloodlust," 
you're missing the whole point of the story. The story starts with D here and you essentially get hit quote unquote his origin story. Yeah. Which we're not gonna we're not gonna spoil anything because there's a big spoiler at the end yeah. of the reveal. But David, it's a hundred. For me, yep. it's a hundred. Mike, you can take a little extra time. All right. So I agree with you, Greg. You have to look at this based on the time period that it came out and judging it and reviewing it based on it being a 1985 gothic sci-fi anime. It's a 100%. God, even saying that gothic sci-fi anime. I mean, it is fantastic. It's a fantastic adventure into the magnificent or the fantastical it's a journey it it has so many different things that this writer pulls from so many different fantasy genres as well as gothic horror and you put that together and this is what you get i am amazed that we have not not only have we not gotten sequels how have we not ever received a feature film adaptation. Oh my God. That would be awesome. This would blow the fuck up in theaters. It's literally everything that sells right now. Yeah. And, and like you said, Mike, it's a great voice. It's a, it's a great, it's a fantastic voyage. And I mean, Julio said it right. A fantastic voyage. <laughs> um, I was waiting for that, but it sounded funny in my head. But anyways, so a hundred from me, a hundred from David, I'm going to take Mike. It's a hundred from you. And so again, uh, ghost in the shell, just it's <laughs> the first down. one that Greg that I've never liked or that I've given a low score to uh, Vampire Hunter D 1985 100%. Uh, again, guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining me here on Otaku. David, Mike, thank you guys again. Uh, again, guys, you can find us on RainmanDigitalMedia.com, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Check us out. Like us. Follow. Leave comments. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like, what you'd like to hear from us or see from us. And uh, stay tuned for more, guys. And again, thank you. Have a great night. Be safe.